it in your eyes Take me out to cafe binge tonight Be the beauty, sense the beauty everywhere worldwide Take me out to cafe binge tonight Hello everyone and welcome to the Cafe Binge podcast. So it's been a minute since I've podcasted and I promised I had the best of intentions but life got crazy. Life is always crazy but it got really stressful and the last thing I wanted to do you guys was podcast. I'm gonna be honest. So I took that cue and Honestly, if you guys are ever working on any project or creative endeavor and it stops feeling fun, just take a break. Don't do something that doesn't feel fun. Don't do something before you're perfectly aligned, before you're in alignment. Um, I can't stress that enough. So I took a break, but I'm back. Um, And on the last episode, I had my wonderfully brilliant sister on. I'm obsessed with her. And we talked about eating disorders, disordered eating and intuitive eating. You guys, my sister is genuinely one of the smartest, most intelligent persons I've ever met. Um, I'm constantly having to tell her, okay, just like dumb this down a little bit. Explain this to me like I'm 12. Those words are way too big. Um, She's seriously brilliant and wonderful. Um, And I feel like having her as my sister, um, her working in the industry during my young adult years, I think I avoided a lot of the food body image issues that are so, so common. And not that I was totally spared, not at all. I feel like everyone, um, well, the majority of women and men, but like I think women are hit hard with this. We are somewhat of a product of society and all of the body image issues and the food moralization issues included in that. Um, So I just feel fortunate to have my sister's wisdom um, because she's the first person who explained intuitive eating to me. This was years and years and years ago. And when I heard it, it resonated on a very deep level with me. So today, I thought I would just share my story. My story of diet, wellness, body image, and intuitive eating. Um, So I just want to make this clear though, that these are my opinions. And take them as that, my opinion. It's never my intention to offend anyone Um, or to hurt anyone, or to make anyone feel insecure in something, Um, but only to share my story, because that's all I can ever do, is just share my story, um, and what feels true for me, and what's worked for me. So, if my message isn't one that resonates with you, that's okay. Just drop it. If something doesn't resonate with you, drop it. For real. Don't pay attention to what I say. Just turn off the podcast. Um, And I think that's just a good general rule for life. Only pay attention to what resonates with you. You know what's true for you by the way it feels. You know what feels right at this time for you. Don't let others force their opinions and beliefs on you. Just guard your truth and hold to it. 
So, again, if what I say doesn't resonate with you, just turn off the podcast. I won't be offended at all. I don't care. Um, Just protect your own truth. So, let's start with my backstory. Um, I, like most of you all, was raised in a culture of dieting and weight loss obsession and of the mindset that thin is better. I say I was raised in this, um, but it wasn't the fault of my parents necessarily. That's not what I'm saying, but just the culture we live in, right? My parents, like a lot of moms and dads out there, tried a lot of diets. Um, that's the norm, though. That's I'm not even saying it's anyone's fault. Um, that's the norm. The diet and wellness industry was booming back then, and it's still booming. You guys, the... The U.S. weight loss market is almost at $70 billion per year. $70 billion. It's majorly profitable. Um, And I just say this because I don't want to blame anyone but the industry. We have all been influenced by it. All of us, whether we know it or not. Okay, so I remember I was trying to think back to my first... I don't know, my first known memory of being influenced by this diet-obsessed culture. Um, So I remember being like eight or nine. I was little. And thinking, for I don't know what reason, I needed to go on a diet. I have absolutely zero clue why I thought this. I wasn't fat at all. I wasn't chubby. I was completely normal. Um, But for some reason, I thought I needed to go on a diet. And I must have heard it somewhere. I don't know where I heard it, but I must have heard it somewhere. Um, Probably everywhere, if I'm being honest. Family, friends, friends, older sisters, magazines I passed by in the grocery store. But I decided I needed to go on a diet. And my eight-year-old brain thought that my diet should look like only eating one orange a day. One orange. Okay, so I feel like this is so funny to me and so sad. This diet was very short-lived. And you know what? As I'm thinking about it, I must have written this diet goal down in my journal somewhere where someone read it because I remember that day as I made my one orange a day diet plan, one of my older brothers brought up anorexia and I never heard that word before and I asked him what it meant and he said... It's when you don't eat enough and your body withers away. And he specifically said this. It's like girls will only eat like an orange for the entire day. So I feel like he must have read it somewhere. You guys, I was so embarrassed and freaked out. I didn't know that eating not enough would lead to an illness. I didn't even last two hours on my diet that day. It was just... I don't know, this funny, sad story that as a little girl, for some reason, I thought eating an orange a day was a really good idea. So I have never had an eating disorder, so I can't talk about that. Um, And I can honestly say that. Um, I bring up the orange example because 20 years ago as a child, I thought eating an orange a day was a good idea, which is ludicrous. But... The societal indoctrination of food, health, wellness, body image has only rapidly expanded since then. In the past 20 years, 
eating disorders in children under 12 has increased nearly 120%. So, while I've never had an eating disorder, I think it's very, very safe to say I've had disordered eating. I've experienced disordered eating, which is what I want to talk about. It's what I want to talk about what I think it is, how I've seen it in my life, and how I see it playing out in society around me. So, what is disordered eating and how does it differentiate from an eating disorder? So, at the start of every full-blown eating disorder, it begins with disordered eating. And so I'm talking about anorexia nervosa, bulimia nervosa, orthorexia, binge eating, like all of these full-blown disorders. Um, And I want to point out that you're only diagnosed with these illnesses and either hospitalized, admitted to inpatient treatment, if you meet certain diagnostic criteria, which my sister talked about in the last episode. Um, Just go back and listen to it if you haven't or if you want a refresher. Um... But I think we often misassume that our disordered eating tendencies are only a problem, quote, problem, if we weigh 70 pounds and are admitted into a hospital or we're hiding in a bathroom after every meal because we're making ourselves puke and have ruined our esophageal lining Um, or that we wake up at 2 a.m. every night and are compulsively binging on every fat, carb, and sugar we own. (laughs) It's not always as obvious as this. And so I want to point out that eating disorders occur across the weight spectrum, right? Like we think they're a problem if you weigh 60 pounds. But if you're already skinny and become anorexic, you go to the hospital, right? But if you're overweight and become anorexic, you get applauded. People applaud your weight loss. But even if you're not in the extreme situation of hospitalization, it doesn't mean you're spared from an eating disorder or disordered eating. Disordered eating shows up in very sneaky ways that are often applauded or mislabeled Um as you're very determined or you're so disciplined. Um, There's a whole lot of disordered eating out there, um, which doesn't get classified as an eating disorder because it fails to meet the criteria. But every eating disorder begins with disordered eating. This, to me, means allowing food and the control of food, or lack thereof, to control your daily functioning. It's moralizing food. It's deeming one, one food good and another as bad. It's food tied to your body image. It's feeling guilt, shame, failure, or fear around the topic of food and your daily intake. Um, so you guys, again, if what I'm saying doesn't resonate with you, just don't listen. I'm really not aiming to offend anyone out there. Um but my only goal is to speak my truth and what I've seen, noticed, experienced, and what's helped me. So, disordered eating. I've talked about how it can show up in very sneaky ways, and I just wanted to list off some examples um, of disordered eating to me. 
um, what feels disordered to me and some effects of disordered eating, diet culture, body image issues. Um, So dieting, all dieting, fad diets, yo-yo diets, um, starting a new diet or meal plan every Monday. (laughs) You know this is happening when the entire weekend you're trying to fill your canteen with all of the food you actually love because you know you're going into a metaphorical food desert, right? All diets. And we know we're on a diet, right? Like diets come in so many shapes and sizes. Um, Diets come under a lot of sneaky names. You can call them a lifestyle change, but a controlled diet is disordered to me. Um, Fasting or skipping meals, chronic restrained eating. I know that there is a fad right now to fast intermittently and I totally get the science behind it and I feel like if you feel intuitively called to it, then great. I get the science behind it. But I also think it becomes a slippery slope right into an eating disorder. Ignoring your body's hunger is disordered eating. Um, Following external rules of what, when, and how much to eat is disordered. Binge eating, eating past the point of fullness isn't respectful to your body and the digestive system. Um, Restricting major food groups like fats, sugar, carbs, restricting an entire group is disordered. Um, Laxative, enema, diuretic misuse, Avoiding foods that are high in fat, carbs, calories, diet pills, or believing that you have to take supplements, powders, protein powders to be healthy. Um, Using caffeine as a meal replacement, coffee, soda, energy drinks. I see (laughs) a 32-ounce soda as being a meal in the community I live in way too often. Um, Excessive or rigid exercise routines. Feeling... You guys, this one hurts my heart so bad, but feeling like you need to earn your food or head to the gym every time you eat a donut in order to work it off. I see it all the time. Um, Women, when talking about junk food, saying, okay, let's get out there and earn this cake or earn this pizza. You guys, you are worthy of food because you exist. I saw a post just last night on Instagram from someone who was eating ice cream or something and saying I earned this today (laughs) so anytime exercising for punishment or compensation rather than for joy I feel like that's very disordered um if you have anxiety anxiety about certain food groups um calorie counting talking about food weight exercise diets constantly um focusing on appearance including compliments on weight loss or weight gain, if you're so hyper-focused on your appearance, um, that's disordered. Um, Any type of rigidity when you're eating, um, inflexible mealtimes, like not going to a friend's birthday dinner because it's at 8 p.m. and you decided you won't eat anything past 6, or refusal to eat in a restaurant or outside your home, Um, food tracking apps, Like, that's just very disordered to me. Um, Emotional eating, 
anytime you're emotionally eating, you're running from your emotions and just instead of just sitting with yourself, feeling and processing those emotions, it's turning to food to feel better. Um, compulsively eating when you're feeling some type of negative, quote-unquote negative emotion. Um, fat phobia or fat shaming, that's disordered. Um, not honoring your hunger, uh, feeling the need to justify your eating, right? Um you guys, you never need to justify your eating. You never need to justify being hungry because you're a body and you need fuel to exist. Um, also, needing to read a label or find out what's in the foods, so you can see if it fits in your plan for the day, if it fits your fats or carbs or macros or whatever, that feels disordered to me. Um, disordered eating is fearing food or mealtimes because you think what you're eating will cause weight gain. It's eating in stress. Um, it's not honoring your fullness. It's ignoring internal cues from your body that it's full and to stop eating. It's eating out of boredom or it's weighing yourself daily, being obsessive about weighing yourself, um... It's believing that you're better than others because you eat a certain way or feeling that you're worse or lesser because you don't eat a certain way or because you don't look a certain way. It is feeling guilt after you overeat. It's binging on a Sunday night because you know that Monday's going to come and you've already ruined your diet on the weekend. <laughs> It's self-harming your body in the name of weight loss. This includes starving yourself, missing meals. Um, it's turning your diet into a math equation. Your, what you eat, it should never be a math equation. It's counting everything and tracking everything and adding how much you still need to eat or have left to eat or can eat. That's not listening to your body counting, measuring, weighing, that's not, that's so disordered to me. That's not intuitive. It's thinking that your body is a broken object that needs to be sculpted and manipulated. It's allowing the number on a scale or the size of your clothes to determine your happiness. To think that if I lost a certain amount today, I can be happy today. Or if you notice you gained some weight, you're going to be sad that day that's so disordered and sad to me um and honestly anything that comes from the notion that your worth is tied to your weight or what you eat or what your shape is that's disordered eating I feel like anything aside from wow I'm hungry my body needs fuel this sounds good to me this would feel really good in my body. This would feel healing and feel like wellness. And then eating until, okay, I'm fully satisfied. I have sufficient energy. Anything aside from that feels very disordered. Okay, so that was a lot. And I didn't even list all of the ways that I feel like I see or notice disordered eating because you guys, it's everywhere and it's huge and it's sneaky. So, again, if you don't agree with this, that's okay. You don't even have to listen to this podcast. Just turn it off if you want. If it doesn't resonate with you, it's all okay. It's all good. 
if you're still here, let's talk about the diet culture. Because the diet culture we live in harms everyone, regardless of age or gender. The diet culture can be defined as a society that focuses and values weight, shape, and size over health and well-being. It's the belief that we need to make our bodies smaller in order to achieve optimal health, beauty, and acceptance. We live with this system of beliefs that it worships, it worships thinness and leads us to believe that um, if we are our most thin selves, we're going to be our healthiest selves. Thin means healthy. It causes us to believe that we're broken or somehow less than if we don't fit the ideal shape we've decided we need to be, right? Or that we're not worthy of love, acceptance, success, to be seen, or to wear the clothes we really want to wear if we're not our most ideal weight and shape. Um, and we can be affected by the diet culture even if we're not on an actual diet or a meal plan. The diet industry is so sneaky and we may not think we're being affected by it, but if we're being completely honest with ourselves we know that we've bought into this false belief right we know it we know it by the number of times our new year's resolution has been to lose weight um, by going to the gym or eating better we know it by the volume of food we eat on the weekends especially sunday night because we're going to face monday and the strict meal plan that's coming um It surfaces in the way we attach value to food by saying we had a cheat day or that we were bad for eating a milkshake. We know it by the congratulations we offer our friends when they lost weight or when we see a pregnant woman and we praise her for being all belly and and no body fat. Or again, when we praise a woman for after she's had her baby and how quickly she's dropped the baby weight. We see it every time we think thin is better and every time we don't value ourselves right now, this second, in whatever shape we stand, but instead want to be shaped, shrunken, or manipulated to meet a different weight or shape before we see value in ourselves and see ourselves as being worthy. We've become so inundated with diet culture that it just seems normal. Diet culture is truly so difficult to see. I feel like we're blinded from it. It's so normal. It's so normal when everyone around you talks about food in terms of good or bad And when they bond over dieting and cleanses and healthy recipes and celebrate weight loss at all costs, it can be so difficult to see the lies in it all, to see what's actually truly normal and healthy. Plus, I feel like it's really hard to not think this way when you go to your doctor's appointment and they weigh you and they reinforce that weight loss at all costs is the healthiest. It's so confusing, to say the least. Um, Like I said, the diet 
industry, the culture, it's almost at $70 billion and it spends a ton of money on marketing and advertising to make you feel essentially bad or not enough. Um, which, why? Because when you feel bad, you're going to buy more of their products and their services. When you feel bad, you buy into the belief that if you lose weight, whatever it takes, you're going to feel better. You believe that skinny will make you happy. We live in this culture that moralizes food. It's such a challenge to navigate our way through the predetermined food labeling that's been put into place. That sugar will make you fat. That saturated fats will kill you. That gluten is what's causing you to gain weight. Does any of this sound familiar? I I don't know. It does to me, but I don't even think we realize how often food gets moralized because it's everywhere. So maybe as you're listening to me talk, you're remembering a time in your life where the diet culture had more of a hold on you. Times where you tried different diets and get skinny quick schemes. Maybe you and your friends did a juice cleanse right before a big trip to lose weight. Maybe you cut out sugar, carbs, and soda for a few weeks at the beginning of the year. Or maybe you had a self-proclaimed lifestyle change that you thought would stick but didn't end up sticking. Maybe this lifestyle changed lost you a little weight (laughs) but ultimately it wasn't sustainable it ultimately didn't bring you joy and through that dieting phase you learned that restriction and denying your wants was the key to health and weight loss so every time your body craved fat or sugar or carbs you said no and you ate something else what you did was only reinforce All of the rules and labels and shoulds of the diet industry. Maybe this is where you started to deny your body's signals. So, after these diets and lifestyle changes didn't work and you slipped up because they were never meant to be sustainable. Never. You spiraled out of control after. You plummeted. And when you hit the ground after your lifestyle change, you just said, screw it. I already messed up. So when you decided to indulge in all of the foods you missed while you were away, you really indulge. You pig out, you binge, um, which is just a gross, crazy cycle, right? If something doesn't bring you absolute joy, it's not you. It's not for you. If you participate in something that you need a break from or a cheat day, that's not you. It, it's never going to stick. It's never going to be sustainable. If you need a cheat day from your lifestyle change, then it's a diet and it's disordered eating. So I want to talk about who you are, who we are, because we're not this diet industry we're not (laughs) we're not meant to live breathe and die trying to get skinnier that's not who we are 
the only thing we actually really are is spirit, right? Intelligence, light. That's what we are. Our bodies are not who we are. They're just a cloak of who we are. I repeat, your body is not who you are. And yet, we focus the majority of our time thinking and acting like it is. Your body's just a cloak. It's a house for who you are. And what we are is universal and light and love. And what we are is spiritual. And I absolutely hate that religiousness gets in the way of spirituality because sometimes people avoid spirituality because they have a bad taste in their mouth for religion. You guys, you can be both religious and spiritual. You can be both religious and not spiritual. And you can be spiritual and not religious at all. But I believe that we're all spiritual. And I believe that the spiritual part of us is accessed through our intuition. Because our minds are so limited and our minds are literally swarmed and swamped with messages from the media and society and the diet industry. But our intuition is tapped into the universal source and universal consciousness and is so incredibly wise. I believe that the truth for you is always inside of you. Your body holds the truth. I absolutely love poetry. I love Rumi and I love his words when he said, The soul has been given its own ears to hear the things the mind does not understand. Okay, so why did I switch gears and turn spiritual and why am I talking about intuition? Because eating intuitively from that place of truth inside of you is the only way to stop disordered eating and to stop the messages flooding your mind from this crazy, thin, diet-obsessed world that we live in. And eating intuitively is what saved me. And it's what's going to get you to your most well, healthy state of being. Intuitive eating is accessing spirituality through eating. And I know that sounds weird. I'll explain more. I know it sounds weird, but I promise it's worked for me. We were born with an intuitive sense of eating, right? We have an incredibly intelligent body, a body that knows innately what we need. Our bodies know what they need to survive and to thrive. As babies, we knew when we were hungry and we knew when we were full. The sensation of fullness to an infant isn't questioned. They stop drinking milk when they're full. But as we grow, those signals become confused. It gets hazy. Our internal intuitive voice gets hushed as our parents and family and culture and our brains get in the way of our own intuitive voice. As toddlers, parents decided what we eat, right? And when and to finish what's on our plates. We're taught from pretty early on when, what, and how much we should be eating. 
We can't leave the dinner table until we've finished a portion of our food, even when we're not hungry. We're taught that you eat three meals a day at specific times a day, even if you're not hungry. And if you're hungry when you're not supposed to be, we're told that if we eat now, we'll ruin our appetites, which is all just crazy, right? It's just teaching us to be less intuitive and to follow more rules. We're taught to treat food like a reward. We get a lollipop after we've gotten shots at the doctor. We learn to cope with hard things through food. We get bribed with food or we got bribed with food. If we do our chores, we got a treat. So we find out that sugar is scarce. We only get it on special occasions. So we crave it even more. I think, honestly, that's why most kids' favorite food is sugar, because it's scarce. They already have this sense of this morality being attached to food, and so we want it more. Um, Too many cookies before dinner is bad, so we learn to want it more. We want what we can't have, right? Then we get to elementary school, and again, we're taught when to eat, how much time we have to eat, and that... It's just not a relaxing time to really savor our food. You can't savor your meal when you're being timed and you're feeling rushed and there's a freaking bell that's going to ring. Like how anxiety provoking is that? So instead of sitting and quietly eating and listening to your hunger fullness cues and enjoying the process, it's just hectic and rushed and you want to get outside and play with your friends. So this all, coupled with the fact that food messages and body image messages are being flooded to our baby minds from such a young age through a variety of sources. Um, You could have had a mom who was a chronic yo-yo dieter, who was trying on all of the new diets. Um, Maybe you saw all of her women's health or shape magazines on the counter. Maybe you had an older sister who was a dieter, um, who was trying to fit into her prom dress or her cheerleading outfit. And you guys, I'm saying all of this because once um, I was part of, I was probably like 10 or 11 or something. um, I went to this cheerleading boot camp um, at the high school to learn a dance and like some cheers from some of the older girls. I think I went with my friend. I think maybe her older sister was in it or something. And I remember an older sister of one of my friends, a girl who I thought was so beautiful and cool and rad and someone who I really looked up to. She was talking to her friends about the upcoming dance and was talking about the beautiful dress she was planning on wearing. And she made a joke about it and said, okay, guys, it's only celery and water from here on out. So from a young age, I just learned that thin was better and that the cool girls ate celery and water to fit into the dress they wanted to wear and that fitting in to a certain size was the goal. So we all have our own stories about the diet culture and body image issues and when we first experienced them. So I just recommend getting really honest with yourself about it all. 
Go back and figure out the first time you thought your thighs were too big or your first experience with someone you knew going on a diet or saying they were too fat or couldn't eat a cookie. Just get really honest and figure out your programming. Figure out why you want to be thin so badly. Figure out why you try out diets. Figure out why you think certain foods are bad or are going to make you fat. Figure it all out. Figure out your programming. Go back as far as you can remember. And I found it to be so helpful to do this and to forgive all involved. Send out so much love and forgiveness. Send love and forgiveness to the diet industry, to the unhappy people, to your mom for teaching you that thinner was better, to your best friend who taught you how to vomit when you ate too much. Whatever your story is, forgive all of the movies you watched that taught you false beliefs. Forgive everyone involved, whatever your story is. And replace all of that hurt with love. And just keep forgiving yourself and all included. We are all doing the best we can with what we know, right? And when we know better, we do better, as Maya Angelou said. So, love and forgiveness, love and forgiveness, love and forgiveness. And then you find more healing through loving yourself right where you are and accepting yourself right where you are and start tapping into your intuition and start healing from this crazy diet, skinny, fat, weight loss, obsessed culture that we live in. All of the healing from this comes from tapping into your superpower, tapping into your intuition, into your body. Your body is so intelligent. Your body is insanely bright. Your body is a gift and a gift that demands respect. Your body is just this vessel of your soul and it works in tandem with your intuition. It sends you signals Learn to trust those signals. Your body will tell you when it needs fuel. It will tell you when it's had enough fuel. Overeating isn't respectful to your body. It causes it to go into overdrive. And undereating isn't respectful either. It's starving your body and causing it stress. It can't function without fuel. Also, eating foods that don't sit well with your body isn't kind or respectful and you know that there are foods that cause you to feel uncomfortable after you eat them you'll have major stomach pain or gas or whatever it is um I love popcorn I adore it like more than anything but I know that corn doesn't sit that well with me or fried foods if I go to the state fair and I sample everything I'm in major pain after um what else oh I know if I eat buffalo sauce like buffalo sauce on anything pizza chicken whatever my stomach is a freaking witch's brew after like it is like a witch's cauldron it hurts so bad um pink lady apples they make my stomach hurt okay so all I'm trying to get at if all with all of this is that you know 
which foods give you energy and light and peak performance and you know which foods you eat and feel sluggish and slow after. You know what makes your stomach feel heavy and sick and your body does too. Your body wants to function at its very best. That's its job. And it knows the vitamins and minerals and proteins and fats it needs to do that. So, quiet your mind and let your body and your intuition choose what you consume. Because our minds have so many mixed signals and messages. Your minds get in the way of what we intuitively know. Our minds deal with the diet culture that... I just spent an embarrassing amount of time talking about, but our minds get anxious, our minds get depressed and worried and stressed, and we use food to cope with that stress. Our intuition doesn't. Our intuition is calm and at peace and is forgiving. Um, I love Eckhart Tolle, which you guys probably know, I feel like I quote him all the time, but Eckhart Tolle said, when you get the inside right, the outside will fall into place. So here's what I think. Weight loss, diet, body image are so governed by our mental health and our minds aren't always healthy. If you think you're overweight or are taking part in some kind of disordered eating, ask yourself why. Why are you overindulging? What are your triggers? Ask yourself why you're not listening to your body's hunger and fullness cues. Why are you binging? Why aren't you eating enough? Figure it out for yourself. But I can guess that at the bottom of all of it all, you're feeling guilt, shame, sadness, fear, anxiety, And you're not wanting to or willing to feel those feelings. We stuff those feelings or we starve them. We want control over something. So we try to control our eating and our bodies and to manipulate them, which only makes us spiral out of control. Instead of figuring out how to love and accept yourself, Right here and right now, exactly as you stand, people use it as a vice. Rather than using food for what it is, which is fuel, we overcomplicate things when really it's so, so very simple. Eat when you're hungry. Stop when you're full. Know and follow your body's cues on what sounds nourishing and power-packed. Your body knows how to be healthy, just like your heart knows how to beat. Your body knows. So trust the process of your body. Trust that your body will tell you what it needs and learn to trust yourself with food again. But first, get the inside right. Learn to deal with all of the feelings you've been avoiding feeling. So, intuitive eating. The intuitive eater is the unaffected eater. It's relying on your inner cues. It's seeing food, all food, as neither good nor bad. 
It's dropping the guilt. It's dropping the shame. It's forgiving yourself for overeating or for eating the wrong foods that made you feel sick. It's being gentle. It's respecting your body. It's honoring your hunger and honoring your fullness. It's slowing down and being more present in yourself while you eat. It's knowing all food is acceptable. Nothing is off limits. It's perfectly okay to crave chocolate or a cookie. It's also okay and acceptable to crave a big salad. It's all okay. When you deem certain foods as bad or off limits, you immediately put your body and your mind into scarcity mode. Subconsciously, you're scared it won't be there and you're ashamed for even wanting it. So you binge on Sunday night or whenever you let yourself have these foods because you know they won't be there again. I also think giving yourself a cheat day or a cheat meal signifies that you think some foods are cheat worthy, that you're cheating on your good food with your bad food. It doesn't make sense and it just creates a bigger problem. When you make peace with yourself and with your food, it has no control over you. You see it for what it is. It's fuel. You can enjoy a cookie, really enjoy it with all of its unique flavors. Being present, eating that cookie, savoring it, being grateful for the cookie without shame. And maybe after a few bites of really being present and enjoying eating the cookie, Maybe you realize you don't want the whole cookie or maybe you do. I don't know. Maybe you take a few bites and you feel satisfied. You feel satiated. Maybe you're all done with that taste or you realize it's not what you really want. Your body will tell you when it's done with a cookie. It will. Just listen and you won't have to overindulge. I feel like overindulgence comes when we feel like there's scarcity, when we feel like we won't be able to have that cookie again tomorrow. But when you've made peace with food, it has no control over you. It has no power. Everything is on the table. There's nothing off limits. You can have whatever you want. Just listen and your body will tell you what it truly wants without your mind getting in the way um I want to say though that intuitive eating isn't anti-health it's not like I feel like sometimes people see it as a free pass to eat anything and everything it's binging under a different name with a little less shame and that's not what it is um I just firmly believe that your body will naturally guide you to options that ensure its optimal health. Your body wants to be healthy and so it's going to guide you to options that are in its highest good. Just quit all the mental noise and really, really listen and trust yourself. Um, I feel like it's kind of scary to trust yourself when you've spent your entire life listening to the messages of others it's scary to fully trust yourself and know that you know best for yourself you know best for your body there's a million and one books out there and websites and blog articles and magazines that are going to tell you how to best be healthy but really trust yourself that you know what's best you know what's going to make you the healthiest 
and you know you'll be led to the sources and the messages that will bring your body and mind to its highest good. I know that. I know that that's so true. It just comes from detaching yourself from the idea that you'll find happiness once you've attained a certain size. It's detaching yourself from the idea that a food is going to make you fat or that you, if you eat at a certain time of day, it's going to make you fat. All of these rules just challenge them all because all of these rules, what they do is bring more stress to your life. Um, there's a really, really, really good book that I love. I'd recommend reading it. Um, it's called The Slow Down Diet by Mark David. Um, there's actually two books I'd recommend reading and I'll link them both in the show notes. I'd recommend The Slowdown Diet by Mark David and also the book Intuitive Eating by Evelyn Tribble. I think that's her last name, Tribble, Tribble, something like that. I will link both of those books in the show notes. Um, but in the book, The Slowdown Diet, um, Mark David talks about that. He talks about a body in stress cannot function at its best. And so it matters less what you eat than how you eat it. What state your body is in when you eat that food, right? A body in stress can't digest things properly. A body that feels like after you eat a cookie, you're going to gain weight is probably going to gain weight because you're in stress. I can't recommend reading this book enough, um, both of these books, because I feel like it retrains you. It retrains you to just be able to listen to your body and to restore trust with yourself and with food and to see food as something that's meant to be enjoyed and savored and that you can bring an art to food and you can bring mindfulness to food and that food doesn't have to be scary. It can be beautiful and you don't have to turn your diet or your food into a math equation. You don't have to track things. You don't have to count calories. You don't have to look to others for the answers on how to be healthy. The answers are within you and I can't stress that enough. So... Intuitive eating isn't anti-health. It's just pro-wellness in every regard, physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. It's bringing health and wellness back into your diet. Um, And I can't, you guys, I feel so sad when people think of food as an enemy and they try to figure out what they can and can't eat instead of just focusing on what would bring their body the most wellness and what's going to bring you the most joy to eat, right? Pick options that are going to make your body perform to its highest ability. Pick things that really feed you and that give you fuel. And I feel like when you live and eat intuitively, you're going to be guided and led to the foods that will bring your body the most health and abundance and wellness 
but just drop the shape that you should be or you think you should be and drop all of the rules of what you should be eating. Drop it all and live intuitively. So I want to share my just personal experience with eating intuitively because it can get a little confusing Um, and I'll explain more about that. So like I said, my sister is the first one who years and years ago taught me about intuitive eating. So as I've lived eating intuitively, I've lost weight and I don't ever want to focus on that or value that above wellness. Um, I don't want people to view intuitive eating as the next diet or weight loss scheme. I fully, truly, 100% believe to my core that when you eat and live intuitively, your body is going to return to its natural set point where it's going to be the most healthy. I truly believe that, but that should never be the focus. Focus on feeling better. Focus on feeling well. Focus on feeling invigorated. Focus on joy. Focus on all of these things over the desired outcome. Focus on feeling happy and well and grateful right now in your skin as you stand whatever shape you're in over a desired outcome because the outcome will come and be lasting when you make peace with yourself and you when you make peace with food. So as I was living intuitively where nothing was off the table, this was probably... If you guys have followed my Instagram for a few years now, or I don't even know how long I've had my Cafe Bench Instagram, but if you've been there since the beginning, you know that I was a huge junk food. And I'm going to label it junk food just because you guys will know what I'm talking about. I'm not trying to like moralize it, but you guys, I had in my pantry, like it looked like a toddler or a teenage boy went shopping for me. Like I've always enjoyed fruits and vegetables and quote unquote healthy foods. And I've totally enjoyed foods that had a higher sugar content and fat content. And I love carbs. And so I remember when I started losing weight and I was eating junk food, people were really suspicious because I think they thought I either had an eating disorder or something was going on because I was losing weight. And because I wasn't attached to my weight loss, when people would say, you're losing weight, I would say, I am. Like, I was so surprised. I was so surprised I was losing weight. And I didn't know until I had to buy new pants or things like that. I didn't know because I didn't have a scale. And I stopped caring. I stopped connecting my value with what I weighed or what I ate. I made peace with food, and because of that, I could eat a few chips and be fully satisfied, and I loved eating them, or a Reese's peanut butter cup. I could eat, I could eat one, or half of one, or a couple, and never feel the need to pig out, because it was always there. I was surrounded by 
treats all of the time. And if you were ever my client at this time and you came to my house, you would see just like five different bowls of seasonally themed treats, you know, um, pink and red M&Ms for Valentine's Day and gummies and jelly beans, just like everywhere because I'd made peace with it. And because of that, I never felt the need to overindulge. It just, it was what it was. And I could have some if I wanted to. And I didn't have to if I didn't want to. And I lived this way for a really long time. Um, But this is where it gets a little confusing. Because it got to the point where intuitively I felt called to something else. Um, And I can only explain it in that I felt curious about something. I always say chase your curiosity and chase what brings you joy. So I felt really curious about eating a totally plant-based and vegan diet and living that lifestyle. Um, And it wasn't at all about weight loss because I didn't need to lose any weight. It wasn't to look a certain way. It just sounded really fun. It sounded really fun to eat a ton of smoothies and fresh fruit and vegetables. And I've always loved fruits and vegetables, always. My mom tells me when I was a kid, I would eat peppers like apples. Like I've always loved them. So it just sounded really fun. And so I looked up recipes and I got really excited about it. And I just felt led and called to this. And so I decided I wanted to do it for like five days or a week. And I had planned out what I wanted to eat and it was so exciting. And it was learning to cook in a different way and to bake in a different way because I've always loved cooking and baking, which you guys know if you've followed my Instagram and seen my stories. I've always loved it. So it just sounded fun and I created a menu for the week and I started eating a plant-based diet and within that first or second day you guys I can't explain what happened um like you already know that I can get very spiritual and I feel like it sounds so cheesy and I get it and I know probably people are rolling their eyes but when I switched to a plant-based vegan diet and I hate those labels um It was like one of the most spiritual, um, spiritually provoking experiences of my life. It was a catalyst for this spiritual life. Um, Yeah, I don't know how else to explain it. Um, I can do a whole other podcast on what happened and what transpired over the next 12 months after. Um... But it got kind of tricky because I started eating plant-based because it sounded so fun and because intuitively I felt called to it. It had nothing to do with body image or weight loss or anything other than that. It sounded so enjoyable and so good. Um, And so I did it and it started just being fun. And then I noticed my body felt so good and I had never felt my body in that way to like a cellular level. Like I felt my body on a spiritual level. 
And it was so exciting and things started shifting and changing. And like I said, it was a catalyst for this um, spiritual journey that I went on. And then it turned to um, from just feeling good to being uh, to being so fed to being so fed spiritually and I feel like I was just getting more light and more wellness and then it turned to ethical reasons. Then I started watching documentaries on the food industry and the animal industry and how they were treated and that's where it got kind of tricky you guys because I was living intuitively. I had been and eating intuitively for years and I never wanted to let rules creep in to creep back into my life because ultimately I decide. So after watching all of these documentaries and watching animals get slaughtered and feeling so heartbroken because I'm an animal lover, I love animals. And I got to a point where I just thought, if I say I love animals, I can't eat them. That just means I love pets. But like, I love animals. I don't want to eat them. And I don't want to be a source of suffering on the world at all. Like, I don't want to contribute to suffering. I don't want to vote with my dollar, with what I buy. I don't want to, I don't want to vote for suffering. And so it got tricky because... You can lose your why in why you do things. And so I I never wanted that to become a slippery slope either. And so that's why I got quiet. I didn't really tell people on Instagram that like I'm vegan or I eat a plant-based diet because I don't want to be identified with that at all. And ultimately, I'm writing all of this in pencil my entire life, like, You write it in pencil and you learn as you grow and you progress always. Like I always want to progress. I don't ever want to become stagnant in anything. Um, And so even now, like I eat (laughs) totally plant-based, but I would never say that this is for the rest of my life ever because I don't know and because I always want to be learning and growing and progressing and because I know I am writing this all in pencil and so I remember telling people that like this is what I'm doing right now but like ultimately I'm still eating intuitively ultimately my body feels so good doing this and I've never felt so healthy like mentally emotionally physically spiritually I've never felt so healthy and so in tune with my body and so respectful of my body that like I don't desire anything but like if I wanted if I wanted a piece of pizza like non-vegan non-plant-based pizza I would eat it like if I went somewhere and I truly wanted something I would do it and I wouldn't have guilt about it um and so about a month ago as I've been going through this like extremely stressful, just crazy period of my life, which I kind of referenced at the beginning. Um, and I'm not going to get too into that right now, but um, I've just been in this, oh gosh, this kind of like static place where it's just been insanely stressful and I'm going through tons of um, just life changes and 
And I was so stressed out and one day I craved more than anything Chick-fil-A. Like that's what I wanted. I wanted Chick-fil-A and I wanted chicken strips and I hadn't had meat in a year. And so that day, that's what I went and did. I got chicken strips and Chick-fil-A sauce and fries and I just went for it and I felt no shame or guilt I felt sad because I still feel like I don't want to hurt animals, but ultimately, like, I don't want to should myself. Like, if you guys have listened to that, I don't know, maybe it was my second podcast or third when I talked about my least favorite word, and that's should. I don't want to should myself. I don't want to should anyone. Um, I just want to live intuitively and, and learn as I grow, grow as I learn. So... What I'm saying is this, your body and your intuition will lead you to the path that's going to bring you the most joy and the most wellness and is going to take your body to a place of its most optimal health because I feel like intuitively you're being guided and directed to a place of your highest good and mine guided me to a place of eating no animal products and that was really hard that was a hard pill to swallow because I am so anti-diet I like I can't stress how much I dislike dieting and so that was hard because I felt like I was so anti-diet yet I was living one of the most strict diets out there right eating plants and eating no animal products and I got kind of scared for anyone to know that about me because it felt like it was so against what I stood for but all I can say is that if you live intuitively your intuition and your body is going to guide you to what you need and maybe for right now that's living plant-based for me and maybe that's going to change and I'm okay and I'm open with I'm open to that and I'm not gonna should myself or hold myself to rules um or standards that others have placed on me ultimately I want to be free to choose and have agency to choose and to be led and guided intuitively so my only only I mean I know I shared a lot but my only request is that you guys take back your body take back your health and live intuitively get really honest about your why why you want to lose weight why you want to look a certain way and then make peace offer yourself love and forgiveness and acceptance of where you are right now in your journey And focus more than anything on how you feel. Your intuition will always be accessed by how you feel, by the messages you receive through your feelings. Um, So focus on feeling more than anything. Um, A while back, one of my friends was so excited about how much weight they were losing and they'd get off the scale and say I lost five pounds and I'd say but how do you feel like how do you feel does like does your body feel better 
take notice of how you're feeling after you eat something. Take notice of how you feel after doing an activity. Your body will tell you what is for you. And you'll get to a place where you don't have to jump on a scale. You don't have to jump on a scale to know, first of all, that you're worth something, that you're worthy of love. And secondly, you don't have to get on a scale in order to know how you should be feeling. Does that make sense? You'll know when you're so in tune with yourself, with your body, with your intuition, that you're in a place of your most optimal health and you don't have to use a scale or food tracking apps or someone else to tell you how you should be feeling. You'll know. Value how you're feeling. Value your body and respect your body and give your body the love it deserves and the nourishment it deserves and the peace it deserves. Your body goes through so much stress from the messages you feed it to the food you give it to the high-stress lifestyles we maintain. Be respectful of your body and tap into your intuition and tap into your inner knowing and tap into the inner wisdom that lives within you because it's going to guide you to your highest good and I can't stress that enough and when you're living in a place of your highest good your body will balance you will find optimal health you will be led to the activities and exercises that bring you the most joy you don't have to run a marathon to be skinny you don't have to go to the gym twice a day to be skinny you can find joy dancing or hiking or walking around or playing with your dogs and be happy while you're working out while you're getting your blood pumping and your heart rate up you can find joy through eating you can find joy through moving your body you can find joy now while you're not in your most ideal shape or size and find joy in the journey as your body regulates and as you make peace with food and your body and find joy when your body is in a size or shape that fits your ideal health and your highest good. It can all be joy. It can all be good. But first, silence all the voices and the messages you're getting from the industry and society and the culture and Instagram and movies and TV shows and what your friends are telling you and what your parents are telling you and your siblings. Silence the voices and find your inner voice and live according to that inner voice, according to your intuition. I hope that more than anything... The message that I shared with you today is one of hope and of light and of non-judgment because I don't, I don't judge. Like I get that we're all on our very own unique journeys and our diets and what we choose to eat are going to look different and that's okay and that's good. We were never meant to eat the exact same things, which is why diets don't work because we're all so unique and individual. And the way I choose to eat, the way that I feel the best and the way that I feel intuitively called 
is going to look different than the way that your intuition your intuition is going to call you to eat and that's good that's so good our bodies are unique and they crave and ask for different things and that's okay the way that I eat isn't better than the way that anyone else eats it's all okay and it's all good Again, if the messages that I share aren't for you, just drop them. It's okay. It's totally okay. I never want to make anyone feel less than or less worthy or less loved because you're not. Um, But I just wanted to share my journey of intuitive eating and what's worked for me and what's brought me so much happiness and peace. Peace around food and joy around food and optimal health for me Um, and if I can help anyone through my message then I'll be glad but if it's not helpful just drop it and that's okay Um, more than anything I just want people women you all to realize that you're a source of a wealth of knowledge and you don't need to look at anyone else for answers Um, the answers are all within you if you quiet down and listen and listen with love and not judgment for yourself and forgiveness for where you've been and compassion. I want you to know that peace and total happiness and joy and freedom can be found around food and body image and it doesn't have to control your life. You don't have to live the rest of your life on a diet or seeking skinny you can be happy right now and your body can totally heal itself I 100% know that it can so I'm leaving this message with you guys in all honesty and love and compassion and hope that my story and this story um, can be one of help and of hope and I Like I said, I will link those two books because I feel like they both changed and um, changed the way that I see and view food and helped me to relearn my relationship with my body and with food and with my intuition. So again, it is um, The Slow Down Diet by Mark David and Intuitive Eating by Evelyn Tribble tribal something like that um i'll link both of those for you guys and that's a wrap thank you so much for listening to the cafe binge podcast until next time may you notice all the wonderful beautiful binge worthy parts of your day squeeze out every last drop taste them cherish them because life was meant to be beautiful find me at cafebinge.com or on instagram at Cafe Binge. Take me out to Cafe Binge tonight.